What should we look for in a godly leader? That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer, and this is my beautiful wife, Nikki. And today we are sort of wrapping up our kind of a three-part series here on religion and politics. And we're going to be doing that by looking at what are, or what should we be looking for in godly leaders as godly people? So that's what we're going to be talking about. Before we dive in, baby, do you have anything you want to say? Yeah, I just want to share with you guys that we have buyers for our home and it happened super quick. We didn't even get it on the market and it's just going really well. Like God's favor is on us. Like it's very obvious. And so now we'll have time to settle everything. And when we find a house, we'll be able to put an offer in time. Hopefully that's what I feel like God is setting up for us. Having these people come in so quickly like this. So just Praise God with us and thank you if you've been praying for us. And so we just want to be praying for you guys too. So let us know and let us know what God's doing in your life so we can praise him with you for those good things. And yeah, and do that on the discord, throw your praise reports, your prayer requests. This will be up on there for the praise reports and a prayer request because we need to make sure this goes through. Um, Everything works as it should. And if you can tell, if you've watched this before, that's why we're in another recording setting because we're in the process of moving and our life is uh, changing rapidly. So we're trying to make the best that we can. Someday, God willing, we'll have a real studio to record in (laughs) and we won't have to keep moving. But until then, we'll keep moving. So um, yeah, like and subscribe, jump on that Discord. And then the last shout out, praise request, um, happy NFL draft day. If you're an NFL fan out there, I just, my Detroit Lions hit a home run, drafted Panay Sewell. If you know what that means, it's a good day to be a Lions fan. Will ruin his career for sure, but it's a good day today. All right. So religion and politics and how should we choose a godly leader? I wanted to make this point before we dive into more of the biblical aspects. Um, And so I took down some notes here and just kind of that, you know, we should be striving for godly leaders, right? That's what we should be looking for on a national level, on a state level, local level, all levels. We should be striving to find a godly leader um, to lead us. You know, like I said, if we're Christians, we're godly people. I think it's for the good of everybody else. It's not just for us. Like we, because we know that godliness you know, a godly person is going to want to bless the people he's overseeing. So it's out of love for others, even the unbelievers, it'll bless them. Yeah, for sure. And that's what we should be striving for, but we don't always get that opportunity, right? Like we can do everything we can. We get a vote, but you may not be presented at the end of the day with a true man of God or woman of God. Right. Um, and I think, I was kind of writing down that I think in those situations, it's okay to compromise a little bit, I think. Um, and I don't like the word compromise, but I think you have to try and make the best of the choices that you're presented. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we heard 
a lot when in like 2016 and even 2020, right? When President Trump was running is, oh my gosh, how can you vote for him? He's not a godly man. He's not a Christian, all this sort of, this, you know, as if Hillary Clinton was some kind of a godly woman or Joe Biden is a godly man is how it's sort of presented. And, um, you know, I just wanted to make the point that when it comes down to it, like we're not electing a pastor to lead right. our nation, right? We're electing a president and the qualifications for both are very different. So uh, we just pulled up the constitution because um, that's who tells us or that's where we find out how you can become president. So Nikki's going to read what the qualifications are to be president. <laughs> no person except a natural born citizen or a citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of this constitution shall be eligible to the office of president Neither shall any person be eligible to that office who shall not have attained to the age of 35 years and been 14 years a resident within the United States. Yeah. Nothing so about godliness. Natural there. born citizen, <laughs> 35 years old, lived in the country for the last 14 years. That's what you're trying to uh, find when it comes for a president. Everything else is icing on the cake. So we wanted to juxtapose that with what it takes to be a pastor or what it should take, obviously in America today, it <laughs> rarely takes this, but <laughs> what it should take to be a pastor. So yeah, maybe if you want to read that. Yeah. Someone who oversees the well-being of the church. So if anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. And this is what we've been applying to the president. <laughs> yeah, so you can see it's a pretty lengthy list of requirements to be a pastor. It is not that to be a president. So when you hear these arguments of like, oh, how can you vote for this guy? He's not uh, whatever. You want a pastor or you know somebody that fits this mode, sure. That's what you should strive for. But at the end of the day, you may not wind up with that, and that's okay to vote for somebody who doesn't necessarily fit the billings of a pastor because they're different jobs. So we just wanted to make that point up front. And, um, yeah, but we don't always have those up. Yeah. We don't have those options. You yeah. just make the best decision you can. And we do pray about it because we know these are the people presented and God knows about it. God knows we're presented with ungodly, sinful people to rule the nation, but we still lift that up to God in prayer and we acknowledge that God is sovereign and Lord, we, you have blessed us in this nation to be able to vote. So I think we should vote because God has made it able. Yeah, we definitely should vote. And I think the problem lies with us is lies with the Christians. And the problem is we don't want the first Timothy man to lead this nation, right? Like nobody does. We decide really. who we want to be president based on whatever lies they're telling us. And then we take whatever they say yeah. and we try to make it Christian, right? So we do this in 
the same sex marriage thing, right? Like, ah, I'm whatever I'm gay. So I want a same sex, uh, president. And then you go, well, God is love, right? So same sex marriage is love. So God is for this president. Isn't that weird? Like or, nobody reads anything in context to even no, know what it's that like, means. You know, uh, whatever. Uh, I think we should tax the rich more, you know, because the Bible says that in the early days, Christians gave everything they had to take care of their brothers. So, you know, this president says he's going to raise taxes. That sounds biblical to me. Boom. Like that's, I think the way that we approach any sort of Christian value when it comes to a politician, which is not the way. But the thing, a lot of Christians, their hope is that like through the president, people are going to turn to God. You know, they're like, oh, if only we get a godly leader, someone that oh, is less sinful than the other person, that that somehow God is going to bless our country. But it has nothing to do with who the president is. It's our own hearts. Right, because it's not, you know, <clears throat> it's actually the other way around. Like in the Old Testament days and stuff, God would raise up a leader, a judge, a prophet, and that he would basically take rule over the land. Nowadays, we elect the person we want to rule over us. So we essentially elect people that are just like our, just like ourselves, which yeah. is why we yeah. get such God awful politicians because it's us. Like they're a reflection of us. Yeah. So we're not going to elect yeah. somebody that's going to lead us into like a faithful dedicated right. life because like that's not the people we but are but it is like satan will use these people running for office though and they fill our minds with ideas of things we can get away with because it's gonna be um lawful to do these sinful things now you know gay marriage and abortion the you know the ones we focus on the most but and it might be things some people never even thought of like ooh, now i can get away with that and if it's lawful in our land and then God approves but we don't follow the law of the land it doesn't matter like we're told to abide by laws but that doesn't mean yeah God approves of those because we call them laws we follow God's laws first and we don't follow um you know if we have evil rulers teaching us to dis disobey God then and and people try to take scripture out of context I think it's in Romans 13 where it talks about obey the laws of the land you know God put them as rulers but it says for the good of the people these things are not for the good of the people it's for their own gain no so what should we look for in a godly leader obviously we don't look for these but what should we in a perfect world where things were crazy and we actually lived out the Bible. Um, so Nikki's going to read Exodus 18, 22. Is it up here? Um, yeah, right down here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Moreover, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands of hundreds of fifties and of tens. Men who hate a bribe. That's hard to find a person yeah, who where's that person will not be today. And I read through this and it made me laugh. And I was thinking, uh, <laughs> it's probably easy to overlook that first part, but we can't overlook the able men part or women. We don't want to 
gender, you know, stereotype people. Like <laughs> nothing says able-bodied like our dinosaurs that we have elected. <laughs> 80, 90-year-olds that have been there for 50 years. Are they able-bodied? Boy, yeah. I'm sure they're, you know, mentally sharp and just ready to give 110% of their job. And finding someone who fears God, that's... No. They fear not being elected. And I wrote down, like, read the book of James and then hold, look at your politician against the book of James and tell me if yeah. he's living that life. That's you know, the problem with getting away from scripture. We forget how to, I don't know how to even make decisions. We're given the responsibility to vote. And we don't even know how to do it. We don't know. No, we don't. We care have no that. guide. <laughs> and then it said uh, to be trustworthy and hate a bribe. I was like, come on, dude. Like, are you going to let Bill Clinton watch your kids? <laughs> See that trustworthy? Uh, one that's a little more close to home. I wrote down, are you going to let... Kwame Kilpatrick, handle your finances. Uh, you may not know Kwame, but he's in prison now. So if you find yourself in prison, you might bump into a former mayor of Detroit. Um, say hi to him. So these people are low lowlifes. Obviously, we know that. It's just that we don't think our politician is a low life. It's the other 99 that are low lowlifes. But my one guy, nah, he's, he's awesome. You know, he's trustworthy and godly and give me a break. Um, you know, so I was kind of looking at that. And I'm like, whatever, right. It's the old Testament. You know, who cares about the old Testament? We're Christians, right? We're not Jews. And we're going to do an episode on the old Testament. Um, probably at some point, if we're smart enough to figure out how to make it sound intelligent. But so I thought, you know what, let's go and find something for all of us uh, Christians, and we'll dig into the New Testament, the real Bible, right, um, for modern-day Christians. Well, here's a scripture to go with a, this, Matthew 20. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. <laughs> I read that and it made me chuckle. I was like, that's not even a thought in a voter's mind. Are you kidding me? Like, when was the last time we elected a servant? Well, this like, makes me, this was kidding? making me think of, um, like, we don't have. I don't know. Our leaders, are they asking God for wisdom? Like, do they really care for the good of the people no, that they're, they're supposed asking to donors care for, for? Yeah. Like Solomon prayed, you know, he had all these things he wanted, he desired, but he, he asked God for wisdom and how to rule the people right, how to care for them. Yeah. And I mean, Jesus is telling, and this is Jesus. This isn't, you know, you can't make your theological leap that like, ah, well, it's a whoever Old Testament guy or an apostle. It's not, it's Jesus, right? And he says, your leader should be servants. They should, and he goes on to say they should be slaves, right? Like even worse than a servant, they should be like mandated to well, serve you. And I others thought, is better than yourself. It's yeah. that mindset. And yeah. it's funny because we still call them public servants. Public <laughs> like servant. that's still what they're called. But like <laughs> when was, yeah, they don't, they're not public servants. And you know, 
I was just, we vote for the guy who makes the most ludicrous and audacious claims or promises to whatever your political bent is, right? Like Obama told us that he was going to lower the sea level or stop the seas from rising. Like Jesus did that. So I guess in that sense, Obama is just like Jesus. Politicians are a lot like, I could put him in the category of false false prophets not that they're a prophet for god but they make these promises they say this is gonna happen and they're gonna do it so it's like your hope is in them but they're lying to you yeah it's funny like we have more information at our hands nowadays and there used to be a saying that people would like you know a politician's lying if his mouth is moving (laughs) but for some reason we've done away with that we have all the information at our fingertips we know these people are lying you know but we just for whatever reason we it's like cognitive dissonance or whatever like we just refuse to believe the information that's right in front of us and yeah we almost look to them like we don't need a god anymore right like why pray to Mm -hmm. god for a job the republican told me he's going to give me a job he must be my god now like yeah it's just it's craziness um and i would just want to say it's, it's like a form of worship who you look to to provide for you like god should be your provider like people stop praying to God and they just look to the, um, to the president or to the governor. And I was looking up the word, uh, worship in the concordance. And this is like how people are towards the government who takes care of their needs. And so the word, uh, for worship, um, says meaning to kiss like a dog licking his master's hand to fawn or crouch, to that is literally or figuratively prostrate oneself in homage, do reverence to adore. So that means worship, like licking your master's hand, like your dog going under the table and getting all the crumbs and like fearing that person. But thank, thank you, you for my for, stimulus check. Yes, <laughs> that's what it's making me. And I'm like, that is perfect. That's from the concordance, the word worship. Yeah. And we obviously do. I mean, as much time and effort and anguish and happiness as we place on these politicians and stuff, worship is probably the right word. And um, I looked up uh, another verse here, kind of the opposite of if you're what you should be looking for in a godly leader, the opposite is like, what shouldn't you have in a godly leader? And I found this scripture in Ezekiel and uh, we get a picture of a godly leader that God is, or a leader that God is not happy with. And it's from Ezekiel 34, one through six. And it says, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, exclamation mark. And you know, if God's put an exclamation mark, that's generally not a good thing. Um, He said, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, and uh, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. And I was like, man, that sounds a lot like our politicians. Like, I think I've read somewhere or I heard it like, 10 of like the top 20 or whatever richest area codes in America are all in Washington, DC. These people are a lot of them millionaires and they're just 
eating, they're just feeding themselves. They're getting fat. They're mm-hmm. clothing themselves in the cloth or of the, the clothes from with the wool. Like they're not feeding us. They make us a bunch of promises, mm-hmm. but they're not actually feeding us. They're they feeding themselves. They one another. Oh yeah. Divided they, and- yeah. That's a hundred percent true. So, um, like just kind of what we should be looking for, right? Kind of keeping this thing in the normal time frame. Just looking at some of the verses that we read, right? It said we should be looking for able men that fear God, who are trustworthy and hate bribes. They should be servants of all, you know, the least of us. And they should not be looking to feed themselves, but rather provide for the flock. And what's yeah. crazy is like... We don't even pick those kind of people. No, we elect the exact opposite. Right. Like, that's how you know it's ungodly. Like, yeah. we go 180 degrees in the wrong direction almost every time. And then mm-hmm. I said, you know, how do we know, right? Well, how, who are you to say we don't elect the right people? My guy's godly, right? I voted for Pete Buttigieg, and he's a gay Christian. So, you know, because God's for homosexuality. That's how I know. (laughs) Well, we know because of Proverbs 29 verse two. Um, so if you want to read Proverbs 29 verse two, yeah, that's perfect. When the righteous increase, the people rejoice, but when the wicked rule, the people groan. Is America groaning right now? Yeah. Have you ever heard America (laughs) groan louder than where we're groaning right now? Like we wouldn't be if there are righteous people in the right places. So that's how, you know, we're not electing the right people. And you know, the problem is we do this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked yeah. about this before. 65% of the nation, I think, something like that claims to be Christian. That's impossible. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no way that that's possible when in every corner and every level of government across the nation, we're filled with ungodly leaders. We're filled, like, sin abounds in every corner of this country. It's just, yeah, you know, if... If we were actually the the faithful Christian people that we claim to be, uh, and we say this a lot, our country would not be in the condition that it is. And that's kind of why we're afraid for mm-hmm. what's coming to this nation. Um, yeah. Because- I don't know if I've said this in the last episode or not, but it just popped in my head again that how we care, like we're trying to build, I think I have said it, like, fix the nation, but you're ignoring the health of the church. Did I bring that up before? I don't think so. Like we don't, um, we don't seek holiness. Like we're letting the world into the church and the church thinks like the world, you know, politically and morally. And if the church is the foundation for the good of America, we need to fix the church first. Right. I mean, that's a hundred percent of it. And that's why we do this. That's why our show exists is we need to, we got to look in the mirror. I mean, us first and foremost, I mean, we're just as guilty as anybody, but you need to look in the mirror. Like we elect losers to our, whatever level of government it is. And then we complain about them endlessly when we have all the power to elect the people that we want. You know, if obviously, you know, on an individual basis, you don't, but as a collective, we had God fearing men and women that actually read the word of God and believed it enough to live it, then we would change the nation overnight. And it's just not the case in America today. And, um, you know, I think, I think that, you know, without being too crude, I think the nation's kind of going to hell right now. And 
Um, it's going to take a pretty strong shaking, I think, to get people back on track and back into the word. So, um, and he has a lot of profit. I know, I know people don't believe in like modern day prophets, but a prophet is somebody who speaks the word of God. It's the same message in the Old Testament. Repent, turn back to God. There's a lot of those people saying that that's what we need. We are, it's nothing yeah. new. Yeah, God isn't true. saying a new thing. No. Who's saying that? He's saying the same thing. It's the same scenario over and over again. Repent, turn back to God. There's nothing new. Yeah, nothing new. Um, but with that, we don't want to run this too long. So baby, do you have any last words before we wrap this up? I just want to say, don't give up hope. Um, no matter who is president, if you regret who you voted for or whoever's in office, you pray for them, pray for your leaders, pray for godly leaders, pray for your wicked leaders. God is in charge of hearts. I think we as a nation, no matter who the president is, if the people turn their hearts back to God, God will bless us. Our hope is in God, not not our president. God can do what he's going to do no matter who's there. Just turn and repent. Yeah, it's 100% up to us. We can fix this. We turn our hearts back to God. Um, we could definitely fix the nation. Do I think we're going to do it? I'm not holding my breath. Anyways, we love you guys. God bless.